0: Welcome everybody to the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, I'm honored that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with me today. Now, I have had quite the hiatus from my podcast, from this platform. I've been very busy uh, transitioning my church and business and my wife has just had surgery. My oldest son went off and joined the Marines. I'm going to have him on the podcast when he's done with boot camp to to share some of his experiences. But uh, it is uh, been a long time coming and uh, I really have wanted to kind of dive into what this platform needs to be going forward. So I'm glad that you are tuning in. There's going to be my objective to post once a week, simple podcasts like they, they they always have been that really center around a biblical worldview about what's going on in society and in culture and hopefully just kind of bring <clears throat> a little bit of uh, clarity to a lot of confusing times. Um, I do know that, you know, a main portion of my audience are, uh, you know church people or or people that are interested in kind of at least hearing what the bible has to say about certain topics and so i welcome you but as always i want to reach everybody i am very excited as i look back over the past really two years of this podcast and seeing it reach over 25 countries to every continent except antarctica and um yeah, it's just, it's really just been great to see what a little nobody like me can hopefully spread some clarity and some encouragement and mostly instill some courage. And I hope this episode really helps to bring some clarity to some certain issues. I tried to keep it as brief as possible, but I think that it is very important to make sure that we have the full truth about what's going on around us, especially when it comes to Jesus. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Continue to tell your friends and family. It is now my goal and my objective to get back to once a week, putting out broadcasts now that I have more time. And uh, please enjoy this episode. And as always, continue to take a courageous stand for the truth. Here we go. What I want to take a look at today is a, really it's a TV campaign ad. And many of you have heard it uh, probably all over the world. It's one of the, not one of the biggest TV ads, but I believe with the religious content that in my recent memory that I can remember. And it's called He Gets Us, hashtag He Gets Us. And initially, and, and let me just say this. What I what I'm not trying to do is come on and just pick it apart and just say I have problems with everything. What I want to do is just kind of go through it and allow you to decide what you think of it and if it's if it's good if it's not good. I've heard both sides of the spectrum from people that I respect. So um, I, I just I'm going to take a look at it and you're going to take uh, uh, what I say and and go ahead and uh, formulate your own opinion. So when you when we go to uh hegetsus.com and I'm sure a lot of you have seen the ads. They look political, kind of black and white style um, look a lot like uh, activist videos and I'm not saying that you that's good or bad. I'm just saying that's the style. You see it as you can find it at hegetsus.com. You can go to their Instagram, Facebook page. But as I pull up, uh, hegetsus.com, I'm going to take a look at that. And I click the little bars at the top, and there's some videos, there's some topics, there's about us, there's take action, and then there's give love, get free gear. I'm going to click on about us. And this is what they call their agenda. And this is what it says. He gets us is a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. We believe his words, example, and life have relevance in our lives today and offer hope for a better future. Now, initially, I, I don't necessarily have any problems with that. I believe that it's it's very attractive. I believe that it gets people to think about the Jesus of the Bible. We live in a post-Christian culture. And I'm going to read the first paragraph that's just talking about he gets us. And, the, and right under that initial uh, statement, this is what it says. This all started with a diverse group of people passionate about the authentic Jesus of the Bible. While much has been said about him, much is still misunderstood. But we're confident that as people clearly understand, read, and learn for themselves about who Jesus is, they'll find wisdom, hope, and peace. But what I'm noticing here is just kind of a pattern where it's, it's really just kind of one-sided, really pointing towards the love and forgiveness of Jesus, which is extremely important. Then as we, we hit the topics on the website, we have topics uh, that are hashtag love. He Gets Us Has an Agenda. Jesus didn't want us to act like adults. Jesus loved people we hate. And then hashtag hope under that it says uh, Jesus invited everyone to sit at his table. Was Jesus family perfect? Then there's little articles. Jesus was no stranger to difficult dinner conversations. Did Jesus have fun? What would Jesus think of teen moms? Okay, now we're getting into it. Did Jesus struggle to be a good role model? And then, of course, here's where we're going to get into some nitty-gritty stuff. Underneath justice, it says, How did Jesus deal with injustice? Who was responsible for Jesus' death? Jesus was fed up with politics, too. Did Jesus face criticism? How, did, how would Jesus be done judged today? And then underneath hashtag activists, four ways Jesus supported women's equality. Jesus was fed up with politics too. Did Jesus ever mourn? And then, of course, forgiveness. Jesus chose to forgive. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of different topics that are discussed in this He Gets Us. So I'm going to just go underneath one. So let's just go to this. Let's just go to the very first one. That we see. When you pull this up, He Gets This Has an Agenda. Let's just read this a little bit deeper. Okay. And then what we have is an article here. And I'm just going to hit a couple points. This is an article. It says, He Gets This Has an Agenda. How did the story of a man who taught and practiced unconditional love become associated with hatred and oppression for so many people? And then another bullet point says the more ideological defensive we become, the more we are willing to sacrifice things like kindness, patience, respect, and dignity of others for the sake of victory. Another bullet point says many have relegated Jesus from the world's greatest love story to just another tactic used to intensify our deep cultural divisions. Another bullet point throughout shared history, Jesus has represented the ultimate good that mankind is capable of aspiring to. Our agenda is to rediscover the love story of Jesus, Christians, non-Christians, and everyone in between, all of us. Another bullet point, we look at the biography of Jesus through a modern lens to find new relevance in overlooked moments and themes from his life. As I'm getting into this now, I'm starting to have some issues with what is being discussed and how they are portraying Jesus. And I hope I don't like go on and on and on too much, but I'm researching this website so that you don't have to. So we're gonna look at the very first bullet point. This is it's just there's an article and then there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, different things uh, about it too. In fact, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read. The very, I'm going to actually read the second paragraph of this agenda of He Gets Us. And it says, we've done a lot of homework on our culture. We've researched how people feel about each other and what they think about Jesus and Christianity. We've connected with thousands of people who various, we've connected with thousands of of various faith traditions and those who claim no religion. We spoke to all kinds of people different backgrounds, beliefs, and yes, political affiliations. And this is what we've learned. From politics to sexuality and religion, so many of us feel like our values, beliefs, and identities are under attack by the ideology, by the ideological others around us. Many perceived those who differ with them on issues of justice, dignity, and humanity not just as wrong or misguided, but as evil. As enemies, we often see these others as close-minded, selfish, hypocritical. And if we're honest, many of us respond in kind. The more ideological defensive we become, the more we are willing to sacrifice things like kindness, patience, and respect, and dignity of others for the sake of victory. The righteous ends justifying the dehumanizing means, and it's tearing us apart. Okay, so I've kind of given you... In that moment, just kind of an overview of some of the things that they're talking about. So I'm going to kind of let you guys sit on that. Um, I want to read a couple other, and you can just go through there. And there's a lot of this. The one thing that I am noticing, guys, is I am noticing that there is no scriptures to back up anything that they are teaching. Now I am going to um, I'm going to pull up their Instagram account. Now on some of their posts, this is just uh, some of their posts that they um, that they're posting on their social media. And this is just all it says. It's just one, one post, and it says, Jesus chose a third way. Jesus taught that fulfillment belongs to people who can represent their convictions and belief without losing respect for another person's dignity. The problem that I have with this statement is, it hinges all of our satisfaction on our relationship with others, how we deal with others, how we, how we show them justice, how we show them value. Now, while, we, uh, while the fruit of our life should be showing them value, it's not what brings us satisfaction. That's the social justice Jesus. Uh, Matthew, six, or Matthew 5 verse 6 says, "'Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied.'" Our satisfaction comes, our spiritual satisfaction comes, our emotional satisfaction comes, our our mental satisfaction comes, our natural satisfaction comes when we pursue the things of God, not when we try to justify our relationship the way we think Jesus would want us to. The scriptures are what brings us satisfaction when we live those things out the way he calls us to, very plainly in scripture. See, what it comes down to me with this whole He Gets Us movement is they're leaving out a lot of the basics of who Jesus was. Number one, they do not quote in this entire uh, website, they do not one time quote that Jesus is God, nor do they quote that we need Jesus in order to attain eternal life. None of the, the reasons why Jesus came to earth in the first place are listed. What this looks like to me is using Jesus and picking out some of the truth of Scripture and then using it to create an activist movement to create a, you know, what do you call it, a utopian society here on earth around Jesus. Now, let me say this. Can can God use something like this to further God's kingdom or to bring people to the true salvation of Jesus Christ. Of course he can, but this is extremely misleading and it extremely misleads who Jesus was and why he came to the earth. Now, here's what we know in Genesis chapter three, we really begin to see the reason Behind Jesus coming to earth now what had happened is sin had entered the picture willfully chosen by Adam and Eve in the garden they were cast out of the garden as a result of their disobedience to God and we see a plan put into the into place by God in other words saying that a redeemer would come who would destroy the works of the devil. And I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that was the whole reason for Jesus coming all throughout the Old Testament. Everything that happens in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of the Jesus that is to come. Prophecy, symbolism, the sacrifices, the tabernacle, so many things are a foreshadowing of Jesus. And then we see in in Luke chapter two, we see Jesus be born to a virgin, and then we see his life uh, begin to be lived out as God. And the humanity of Jesus is to show us, is basically to make God relatable to us so that we can be restored in our relationship to Him. That's a huge bird's eye view picture Jesus then dies for our sins is resurrected thus proving that sin has no hold on him and then he ascends to the father in heaven this is all in scripture Acts chapter 1 and we know that someday he is going to come back to earth and once and for all destroy the works of Satan okay a very brief portion of Jesus's life is spent on social issues he does, you know, he 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 obviously he inserts himself in culture, he inserts himself in society, inserts himself with uh with people, uh with with their areas and their spaces and their shortcomings and all that. He becomes extremely relatable and that's the beauty of our God that he is a relatable God. But if that's all we're focusing on and that's what we're teaching people, then we are not doing him justice we are doing an in service to Jesus and we're doing an in a, a, a disservice to humanity by not saying that Jesus is the redeemer Jesus is the forgiver yes he forgave he forgave and we are we are supposed to give because God forgave us and there's this whole component about Jesus's deity and his full ministry on earth that is completely left out and i think that that is dangerous because we are sharing a very small portion of Jesus. And what it does is it takes away any kind of accountability for sin, any kind of accountability or responsibility that we need to respond beyond what's popular in culture and what's popular in society. There's a massive movement to create this utopia and social justice, and I just think that this is doing a disservice. And if you continue down the he gets us kind of Ministry, or whatever it is, you will come upon a reading plan that you can actually find in U-Version. Now, I'm not saying that it is any downside to reading scripture, but I think that it is so important that, especially nowadays, where there is so much false theology out there, that such a humanism, uh, uh, post-Christian type of culture we have, we need to really focus on making sure that our doctrine is correct on truly what we believe. I have been looking through He Gets Us, and like I said before, I have heard nothing that talks about repentance and nothing that talks about salvation through the grace of Jesus Christ. All I hear them talking about is just our relationship with one another and how Jesus is a role model for that, that Jesus was a role model. Not that Jesus was God, not that, that Jesus was the Messiah, not that Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us, not that Jesus is the great I am, not that Jesus is one in the Holy Trinity, not that Jesus is the soon and coming King, not that Jesus is the healer, not that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, none of that. All we just get is just He basically is a role model for how we should live here. On earth, a couple red flags that I have about this, and then I'm going to uh, talk about where who's funding this, anyways. Um, well, let me talk about this first. So, we know that Hobby Lobby is a big funder of this, and Every House for Christ is a big funder of this movement. now, if you go to Every House for Christ, the the first thing I look at whenever I look at any ministry or any churches, I go to their statement of faith, and that looks at what they believe. What do they believe about Jesus is the big one, okay? What do they believe about Jesus? Is Jesus God, and is Jesus the Redeemer of humanity? If he is just a role model, that doesn't interest me, okay? Um, you know, anybody can be a role model, an athlete, a uh, um, Anybody, a teacher, someone like that. And as good as those things are, my my eternal state of being is not founded in in a role model. So we know that Hobby Lobby is behind them, especially Every House for Christ. Like I said, Every House for Christ, I read their doctrinal statement, and I believe that uh, I, I agreed with a lot of their doctrinal statement. But the, the main thing was is they had one, the He Gets Us movement. Now, the He Gets Us movement is... Funded in part by Every House for Christ as a big evangelistic ad. Um, they're I don't know if they're a part or if they're a branch type of, of organization, but as far as I know, they are separate 501c3s. So the He Gets Us is something completely different. But there's massive amounts of funding behind the He Gets Us campaign. Now a couple red flags, like I said, about this for me. Number one red flag, and this is going to seem really kind of dumb, but the fact that they have uh, platforms on uh, big tech. So you can get uh, airtime at the Super Bowl, you can get airtime at the uh, on YouTube, or you're not canceled for talking about Jesus. And I think a main reason why is because they're not really talking about Jesus in a way that contradicts culture, but in a way that will adapt to our culture. We live in a very protest movement, in a very, we're seeking social justice, and we're seeking this utopia, and we're trying to destroy racism, and we're trying to destroy hunger, we're trying to, de- to, to defeat all these things as a... Uh, as humankind. And Jesus, the way they portray him, although they are using scripture, they are using parts of the truth. They are portraying Jesus as someone who is going to fix our earthly problems when that is not why Jesus came at all. The next red flag, like I said before, is especially on their website, they're not using any scripture. They are just commenting. Now, they obviously have read the scripture, but they're not using any scripture to back up what they say. Their their About Us campaign and all these articles, they're basically just saying, this is who Jesus was. Show me scripture. Show me that you understand scripture. And let me say this too. It is so important that we understand the full counsel of God. You can't just take a little bit out of, of the gospel of John and a little bit out of Mark and then just call that that the entire ministry and purpose of Jesus. You've got to use the entire Bible, okay? How many of you know Jesus is going to come and destroy the works of the enemy? If you read the Bible, God ordered the murder and killing of people who were a threat to the people of God. It is God is also a God of righteous justice. He is also a God who has holy anger. He is also a protective God, and he is also a God that does not change, and that he has holy standards for his people that we cannot meet those requirements, which is why Jesus came, so that he could become sin for us, thus making us holy and righteous through him and through him alone. He gets us talks about none of that. So they are making a very easily adaptable theology that really might help a little bit on earth, but as far as our eternal state of being, it's not going to help us. Um, like I said, as well, another red flag for me would be that they don't have a statement of faith. They don't say, this is what we believe about God. They, in fact, leave out salvation. They don't talk about it at all. They, they, they have no statement. What do they feel about, about sin? They don't talk about sin. They talk about forgiveness, which is good. It's, you know, we talk about that in kindergarten. So it's a very kindergarten approach to who Jesus is. Now, what is our response I think our response, uh, as at least as believers, now, This I'm not saying God can't use this. Maybe people, I know a lot of people who didn't grow up in the church, they don't really have a biblical education, so for them to see Jesus and want to come to this could be good, God could use it, but the problem is, is they are going to be discipling a generation without any theological or doctrinal substance. So they are basically misrepresenting who Jesus is through a little uh bit of truth that will uh get them airtime so their real agenda is kind of unclear and we'll just kind of see how this goes and 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 how it goes but i think that we need to just be aware of it especially if you're listening to this and you're a church leader or um you're a pastor or something be aware of 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 what this what this truly is so Um, that's just all I, I believe I had on my notes to just kind of talk about it. It's, it's, it's not, I'm not trying to slam them, but I think that it's so important nowadays that we come out with the full truth of who Jesus is. And let me say this, and this is how I'm going to close here. If you're a a listener and you don't have any biblical understanding, you don't understand, like. For someone who did not grow up in church and has no knowledge of the Bible, it can be very intimidating. You're going to pick up and read a book that has been translated from from Greek to Latin to German and then to, and then to English, and there's going to be a lot of things that don't make sense. Um, what I would suggest that you do, and I'm being honest, is go to YouTube and look up the Bible Project and begin to look at different videos that are very, very scripturally based. They get a lot of flack i don't i don't know why a lot of people criticize them but i think they do an amazing job of really helping people understand the story of the bible who maybe never grew up understanding it so this is what uh, i think our courageous point is for now is we have got to be discerning and we have got to be courageous in sharing the full counsel of god to those around us and we need to know it so I, I, I pray that with the platform that the He Gets Us movement gets, they, they kind of clean up their theology. they, they I've, And I've heard people, <laughs> I've heard some people that I respect uh, uh, that have far larger platforms than I have call this movement blasphemous. I'm not going to say that. I'll leave that up to you as the viewer. But go and, um, you know, I think that we just need to be courageous on telling people who Jesus is how many of you know that sin leads to death death is an eternal separation from God and that is the wages of our sin without Jesus we are doomed to that punishment but because of Jesus because he came died and resurrected we have the opportunity to accept the free gift of God which is eternal life and all we have to do is recognize that Jesus is Is God and that our sins separate us from them We need to repent We need to turn our hearts towards the Lord And we need to uh, keep our eyes focused on Him So that we do not partner with what the culture is calling Good and righteous and healthy There is a holy righteousness And then of course there is the social justice Manufactured self-righteousness that is in our culture. But anyway, thank you very much for tuning in to the Courageous Truth podcast today. I hope I didn't go on and on and on, but I just wanted to bring some uh, clarity to this movement that I think will will help us all a lot in our journey. And we got a world that's desperate for truth going on this week. There's UFOs, There's there's Uh, Train derailments that are leaking hazardous material into the air all over our nation. There's so much going on. So many lies are being told everywhere we turn about what's happening in the world. Here's what we do know is the truth. Jesus is coming back and he's coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish and the only way we can have spot be without spot, wrinkle, or blemish is by trusting in the one true God and his forgiveness that he offers us as we reap repent of our sins that offend a holy God. So let's be courageous in that fact. Let's take a stand for the courageous truth that is around us. Let's not be quiet. Let's not be afraid. Let's not be cowardice. And let's really, really uh, uh, amp up our courage and take a stand uh, on behalf of those around us. What better way to love our neighbor than by telling the absolute truth. And we can't tell the truth if we don't know the truth. So God bless you. See you all next time. And Keep taking a courageous stand for the truth.